Hi everyone, welcome to the latest in our series of question and answer sessions. Today I'm joined by Professor Richard Brazier. Uh, Richard is Professor of Earth Surface Processes here at Exeter and he's been working on a unique research project to reintroduce beavers to the UK 400 years after they were hunted to extinction. And just last month it was actually announced that the beavers that had been introduced to East Devon as part of this project would be allowed to stay permanently after a five-year trial. So welcome Richard, thanks very much for joining me. Well, thanks very much, Emma. It's a pleasure. Um, now, can I start by asking, why is the beaver such an important animal for the environment? Well, we call it a keystone species, the Eurasian beaver. And by that, we mean it's a species that manipulates the environment to its own advantage. But in so doing, also does a lot of good, uh, brings a lot of benefits for a whole range of other species uh, including humans which live within the ecosystems which it formerly inhabited and of course it was uh, removed from and so the second point uh, of importance about this this animal is that because it was removed from our ecosystems uh, hunted to extinction primarily for yes. its uh, for its fur and its castorium and its meat we lost the engineering we lost the activity that it that it brings to an ecosystem. We lost uh, uh, wetlands, and in fact, we accelerated that loss by uh, draining our land, uh, primarily for agriculture. We lost, uh, therefore, uh, lots of water in the environment. And of course, when we lose water from an environment, especially in a drying climate, we lose life. Without yeah. water, there is no life. And so the beaver uh, uh, is very important in maintaining uh, a balance in, a, in an ecosystem at least in a natural ecosystem. So um, if you put those things together, uh, when we bring them back, we see how important it is now, and we see a return to more naturalized ecosystems when the, when the, when the beavers are present. Brilliant. Um, and beavers have been reintroduced to a couple of locations in Scotland, I think, and a couple in um, England. How do you choose locations to reintroduce beavers? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, um, just to recap on that, you're absolutely right. There was the Scottish beaver trial. There's the Devon uh, beaver trial, the River Otter beaver trial. Uh, there too, uh, licensed wild reintroductions. There have also been releases or, or escapes of beavers in other places. Oh, okay. In Scotland and, um, you know, other parts of uh, southern England. But the question about how you choose is, is a good one. I think what you're after if you want to try and study what these animals do especially in a landscape or or ecosystem that has changed quite a lot due to human activity uh, what you're after is good habitat primarily and by that i mean good food resource for the animal because of course you don't want to be releasing beavers in a landscape that's uh, uh, depleted in terms of food because they would not they would not survive or they would not be healthy um, you need a landscape that of course has some water in it which the beavers can uh, manipulate. Um, you need a landscape ideally that uh, isn't too conflicted in terms of for example lots of heavy infrastructure. As you can imagine if beavers build dams and push water sideways onto floodplains where there's I don't know let's say critical rail infrastructure or roads yeah. or a you know a sub power station you're going to cause a lot of conflict straight yeah. away. So you have to have in mind um, both the positives, you know, what are the, the good aspects of the environment that you're putting these animals into and what are the benefits that could accrue, but also uh, what are the potential conflicts and ideally you wouldn't be reintroducing 
beavers into places where immediately you're going to get uh, conflicts which you then would have to manage and deal with. Yeah, I mean you mentioned conflicts there. How have people responded in the areas that you've reintroduced beavers? Have they been positive? Or? Yeah, I mean the vast majority of people are super positive. I mean overwhelmingly positive which is something that really surprised us as researchers. We ran a national survey for example to undertake um, a, a kind of to, to, to quantify an understanding of the perspectives on beaver reintroduction and well over 95% of respondents, there's nearly 3,000 respondents were overwhelmingly positive about beaver reintroduction. More locally in the River Otter catchment we've had some uh, challenges to deal with for example beavers building dams in places which weren't very helpful uh, flooding a few farmers fields for example and I guess the initial response of those landowners was well this is this is this is a negative impact you know this affects my livelihood and uh, working especially with Devon Wildlife Trust we completely acknowledged that worked with those landowners to mitigate the problems to manage the heights of uh, water in the channels or to in some cases remove beaver dams so that the land wasn't flooded um, and so what we actually found is even when you get a negative conflict it's very straightforward to manage that conflict and in those case studies that we've now written up what we see is quite a turnaround and basically more understanding around what the conflict was and the negative impact was uh, accrues for everybody including the landowner more, more understanding about how it can be managed uh, occurs and then we get ourselves to a situation where even people who are negative about beavers having learned more uh, generally tend to be positive about them after okay. that, that kind of conflict so uh, I guess we've used those conflicts as learning um, learning opportunities and that's been also overwhelmingly successful Brilliant. Um, and what have you seen in the locations, um, such as the one in East Devon, in terms of the beaver population, how have they settled in and how are they developing? Well, uh, I mean, very often you don't see anything unless, okay. you, unless you really know where to look. You know, if water's deep in a river, for example, uh, more than half a metre, 70 centimetres deep, beavers don't feel the need to build dams. They're normally triggered to build dams when water's shallow, uh, okay. because they, they want to feel safe from predators. Uh, not, not that there are any natural predators left anymore in the UK anyway, but they, the, the key thing there is um, most places where beavers set up their territories, uh, they build uh, bankside lodges, they burrow into banks to uh, uh, enter those lodges underwater. But in most locations, they don't build dams. So unless you are, you know, a, a, an avid wildlife spotter or you spend a lot of time on the riverbank, you're not even necessarily going to see the animals uh, as they're nocturnal as well. And then secondly, um, you, you know, when they do build their dams, they're often in small tributaries and streams that are tucked away down in the bottom of uh, deep valleys, wet woodland locations, which are often not used by uh, farmers or other people anyway. So actually... Um, yeah, the first answer is you don't see a lot of impact. Where you do see a lot of impact in places where there's maybe public footpaths and such like, so you can access the stream side, yeah. you're going to see things like dams um, right across even the smallest streams pushing water sideways onto floodplains. So uh, widths of streams can, um, can increase from 
just half a meter or a meter or two wide to to tens of meters wide oh wow um, so what with that comes huge amounts of water storage on floodplains which can be negative if you've got other things on floodplains you want to do actually the basic role of a floodplain just to store water it's the reason why floodplains are are are, are formed because of the water storage the overflow onto them so it's a more natural floodplain environment that you'll see. You can also see tr uh, trees that have been felled and or trees that have been gnawed or in the process of being felled. Um, if you don't, if, if that's not desirable for you, you can protect those trees. So that's another management intervention that's straightforward. You might see, you might see canals that beavers have excavated to access food resources uh, further away from deep water. They're very adept at creating those canals building dams on the downslope side and then using them to float wood or uh, branches that they've coppiced yeah. they've gnawed back to where they want to feed uh, you might see lodges which essentially look like huge piles of sticks um, and if you're very quiet and you stand next to a lodge in the daytime you can sometimes hear the beavers within uh, oh, wow. food, or sometimes even making these kind of snoring noises all these little um, these little noises that the the young kits the baby beavers make um yeah so there's a whole host of beaver signs i mean i would direct people to the science and evidence report from the river otter beaver trial that we that we published this year because that not only describes all the science but it describes a lot of these uh, impacts all these things that you can see if you want to go uh, looking for beavers in the landscape or or looking for evidence of beavers in the landscape Brilliant, thank you. Um, and what do you hope to see in the future as these populations grow? Well, what we will undoubtedly see in the River Otter is populations expanding, more territories being established, uh, more opportunities therefore for people to go wildlife watching to see these, these large iconic animals. I mean, they're the first uh, native mammal to be reintroduced in the UK ever. Wow. So, you know, for wildlife watchers and the wildlife experience, it's, it's really pretty special, pretty unique. So we would hope to see um, more places where that can happen as the beaver populations expand in the River Otter. We're likely to see those beavers moving over the hill, so into adjacent catchments, which um, are the Axe, the Tone, the Colne, the Clist, maybe even into the X River okay. Basin in the fullness of time. That may not be for some years, but these animals do travel and they do so to look for mates and uh, try and find new territories to establish better habitat for themselves. So I would imagine that we'll see expansion both within the river otter catchment and further. I think nationally uh, we're awaiting Natural England's recommendation to DEFRA yeah. and therefore we are awaiting decisions from the Secretary of State for the Environment as to uh, the national strategy for beaver reintroduction. I think what I would like to see in that area is more reintroductions of these animals into places where they can do good. Um, overwhelmingly, we found that the benefits of beaver introduction far outweigh the costs. And so I would like to see for that reason alone, more beaver reintroductions in a wild sense into many more catchments uh, yeah. in England. And, um, therefore allowing society to to reap the benefits and the rewards i think alongside that though i would like to see uh, coherent national management strategies 
uh, put in place by government and indeed funded by government to make sure that any of these conflicts that I alluded to earlier are dealt with swiftly. And what we see is an, a, a more positive um, side to this fever introduction as opposed to uh, dealing with challenges and problems. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and I'll, just finally, I was going to ask, you know, what are the next stages of the project? You've talked about expansion there. Are you, do you have other areas in mind or are you mostly going to be monitoring the existing ones to see how they well, go? We will continue to monitor in the River Otter catchment, but at the same time, and in fact, before that even started, we, we had been and we are monitoring uh, beavers um, in a whole range of other locations, uh, other locations in Cornwall and Devon. Um, new locations such as, as Plymouth, where there's going to be the first urban beaver introduction in oh, a few wow. weeks' time. Um, rewilding locations such as NEP, again, in a few weeks' time, there's going to be beavers reintroduced there. And we've been studying the pre beaver baseline, if you like, for the last three years to understand what the change is going to be. Uh, forestry Commission sites like the Forest of Dean and, and, and Pickering where we're already working to understand impacts of beavers in these places. Um, really pretty well everywhere in, in the UK that okay. beavers live. We're, we're doing work to do the science, to do the research, to understand their impacts. So yeah, for us, that's um, continuing work. There's seven people now in, my, uh, in, the, in the part of my research group that focuses on beavers. Um, new PhD students starting in a couple of weeks another one just been advertised uh, to start in a couple of months so that area of research is really growing we, we are not short of uh, opportunities to learn more brilliant excellent well that sounds great for the future and thanks very much for coming to talk to us about that today um i hope everyone's yes, enjoyed fun. listening about the project and uh, we'll see you again very soon all right thanks very much emma